Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Vishal Sunak, the founder and CEO of LinkSquares, an artificial intelligence-based contract analytics platform. Hi, Vishal. How are you? Hey, Ari. How's it going? It's going well, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you today. So tell us about your background and the genesis of LinkSquares. The company formed in 2015, but really before that in 2014, when we started poking around with the idea, Chris, my co-founder, and I, my background, I went to school at Northeastern in Boston, studied engineering, really loved being an engineer, and was fortunate enough to join a couple of high-growth tech companies in Boston. When I joined one in particular, Backupify, we actually went through an acquisition, and we got bought by Datto around 2013, 2014 timeframe. And that was the genesis of the company. It was really interesting is watching an acquirer come into a company, Series B, high growth tech company backed by incredible investors and really beginning to understand the types of questions they wanted to know about executed business agreements we had with all of our customers, some of the things they wanted us to have produce like work products, which contracts say X or which contracts say Y or which contracts say we can move your customer's data without their permission because we want to change your infrastructure provider. It was really a light bulb moment sitting at Backupify, having an operations type role, being involved in lots of different parts of the business at the time that I was there and really beginning to feel like the thing that this acquirer needed us to use didn't exist. I think contract management is a really interesting industry in the sense that it's not new. And a lot of the tools in the market historically really focus on like pre-signature type of actions. There's lots of tools out there doing pre-signature type actions and software that helps make a better future and make a process more efficient. But thinking about, I need to mine information about what contracts have already agreed and what they say, it felt like a huge opportunity. And we surely could have used it to get through this M&A event. That was a light bulb moment. Now, ultimately, some of these asks couldn't be done and the company was fine. And ultimately, Backupify got sold. But that was a moment where we said to ourselves, oh, we felt some pain firsthand trying to feel these requests, trying to produce these work products. Super hard to do. Doesn't feel like there's technology out there. And that's how LinkSquares got off the ground. Who uses LinkSquares today? It's in-house teams. And the legal and the finance teams, primarily, though we see adoption in business operations and in places like account management, customer success, the basic premise of the software is LinkScores becomes your new repository of executed agreements. And that usually means we're migrating a company off of maybe like an on-prem file server that they've been using historically that's really popular migrating them out of something cloud-based, but slightly on the more storage side and with less intelligence and really giving them a supercharged repository where they can get answers to things like which contracts have termination for convenience and what's all the termination clauses of every single contract that I have under management. And so we focus on being your new repository then providing a lot of insights and data extraction, reporting capabilities it's been legal in finance. We love the CFO. We love the general counsel. 
How does the way corporations manage contracts differ from their counterparts in law firms? It's super interesting when you kind of look at the two different quote-unquote business models, the in-house team and outside counsel or a law firm. If you trace a line back in time and you look at in-house legal teams, well, these are typically small teams, maybe 1% of a company's population, maybe even less. They've been asked to do a lot, not necessarily even given the ability to do more with more budget for like headcount. The management of contracts in-house has changed focus now to start thinking about efficiency and really how do they do more with less? And less is probably in the headcount and not massive hiring plans. This is a department that stays mostly flat in terms of hiring year over year. Maybe a few folks join depending on the company's size and scale. So I think that there's this massive focus now in the last few years on how do you make in-house teams operate more efficiently? And that just differs because the efficiency that they need to put into their work really saves them lots of time and money and gives them the ability to produce work products to support the business and really a long-term business operation, thinking long-term, not thinking maybe on the counterpart side, on the law firm, single events, financings, I need to get one document done and finalized. Can you help me with that? It's a different business model. The law firm side, the billable hours, that's how they make their money. I think others have tried to do like subscription-based Law firm pricing didn't necessarily work out the way that I think they wanted it to. They're just massively different and there's different focuses. Now you could probably find law firms that are very close extension of the in-house legal team. Is that normal? Probably not. That's a real big difference. The in-house teams inside corporations, they're thinking, how do I become an asset to the business? How do I help different parts of the organization, be it my CFO, be it my head of sales, in different use cases and capabilities. That's something special because they're really part of the company. Law firms just think about contracts in a different way. It's definitely single point, project-based. There's also the document management side of a law firm. They'll store versions of files as you're sending it to them or you're getting their help. I think that's the big way that we see the difference. And we get a lot of energy working in-house corporations and helping them be more efficient. Is that divergent approach changing in light of the COVID-19 crisis? COVID-19 has really asked us to rethink a lot about businesses just generally and how they operate and how they bill. And probably too early in the crisis to really know for sure how things change longer term. But if operating less efficiently in-house was a problem, and maybe you identify that problem with the rise of the legal ops function and the great work folks like Clock are doing to evangelize this new function inside of a company with the mandate to like make legal teams operate more efficiently and also buy technology. That is a shift that's going on in the market anyways. It may accelerate that shift and really start thinking about, well, pre-crisis, we didn't have great efficiency with the use of technology inside our legal team, inside this company. After the virus, it could be a good moment to say, well, all those things that we're doing inefficiently, now we may prioritize them. On the law firm side, it may change, it may not. Everyone's trying to be really value added into the clientele, no matter what side you're on. Personally, the firm that we use has been super helpful on understanding things like 
the SBA programs and HR type stuff. And when can we reopen our office and what should it look like? I mean, I think everyone's just trying to push as hard as they can right now to try to be value added and be helpful. Maybe that'll stick around to the benefit of everyone. How do you expect the landscape for contract litigation to evolve once the courts return to their standard, if not normal, operations? I think there's a clause inside of a lot of documents that people didn't really care about historically, and that's around force measure. And maybe that was a clause where you skim through it in a contract negotiation and you read it and you say, well, none of these things are ever going to happen, right? And um, COVID-19 may have woken us up to the fact that this clause is probably going to become a lot more material. It's going to be part of both in-house and law firm playbooks, especially contract negotiations. When you're thinking about long-term business arrangements, you're thinking about cash being transferred between entities, and you're thinking about litigation, which is probably going to pop up more and more like this service was delayed, or I want to cancel my contract because this is force majeure. And then is the thing that we're experiencing right now, force majeure compliant is a fall under that. It'll be really interesting to see, but the force majeure clause is going to be right up there with all the other important ones forever now. If that's the case, how do you see contracts and contract management developing? We see it developing the same way that we've seen it developing over the last couple of years where legal ops is an incredible partner to have inside of a company and focusing our efforts on building great relationships with those folks who are doing things like recommending technology. Contract management generally has been like many different systems, disparately purchased and integrated loosely maybe the major shift that is occurring is the move to full end-to-end contract management in a single platform. You buy it from one company that is truly one company that built it holistically from the ground up. I think really that is the future. And you think about pre-signature actions, you think about signature actions, and you think about post-signature analysis and thinking about what is the best technology that can do everything for me with the lowest amount of risk to get it implemented with the best results. That's where the future of the space is pushing towards. I know personally, because I've probably talked to four or 5,000 general counsels over the last couple of years, either at trade shows or on phone calls, and they want to buy one piece of software. They want to buy one technology that has both these offerings. And that's really where we're headed as a company into full end-to-end AI-powered contract management, which is exciting. I think this is the way that the future purchases of this technology will work and run with. What advice do you have for other founders of legal tech startups navigating the challenges of expanding their businesses? In these times, I often tell our company that there's lots of things that we can't control, and that's not our fault. We can't control other companies and their buying behaviors, and we can't control the impacts that the virus has had to companies that may not be around or they're suffering through cost cutting and such things like that. But the thing that I would love to share to other founders listening in is you have to spend time focusing on the things you can control and you're not going to work any less hard on the things you can't control, especially like say new business opportunity generation, new business sales. It's just hard to do you're probably working four or five times harder to get the same outcomes you did last year, depending on how your business was growing then. But thinking about things you can control, you can control the way that you operate internally. You can control your gross margin. 
you can control the talent that you have inside your team. And even though it can be hard depending on your own financial situation with the company, but think about adding one superstar to your team during this time and thinking about folks that can really truly help you now on the customer success side or a new head of sales or someone to come in, like you've been deprioritizing the demand generation higher, but now everything is digital. Maybe you got to move that up. If you focus on things you can control, one day, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we're thinking about a world where it can return to some sort of state of normal operations and no one knows when that is. Could be this year, could be next year, but you'll be in a good spot then to continue to go on your journey. And also, if you're a software company, you can continue to evolve your product roadmap and continue to think about what are the things I can do to make my customers super happy. So if you think about those things and you think about the things you can control and you spend a lot more energy on things you can control versus the things you can't, mentally, you're probably in a better state as well because trying to control things that you can't is super exhausting mentally and physically. Keep going. We'll make it through this. And when things get back to normal, hopefully you'll be in a good spot. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Vishal Sunak, the founder and CEO of LinkSquares, an artificial intelligence-based contract analytics platform. Michelle, thanks so very much. Thanks, Ari. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.